The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Well, hello, everyone. This is Dr. Doug Bursch, co-pastor of Evergreen Church in Auburn, Washington, and you're listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. So who has your voice? Who is forming your opinions, forming the way you speak and the way you act with others? The Bible says a lot about what forms us, what we feed on, what we worship, what we listen to influences who we are and what we do in life. On today's Fairly Spiritual Show, I'm going to look at who is forming your voice in this outrage culture age. Is it celebrities or is it Jesus? Nothing in this So good to see you. Uh, this is the Friday edition of the Fairly Spiritual Show. We also have a Wednesday podcast. Try to bring you at least two shows. The Friday show is on the radio on KCIS. So glad you could join us. Uh, if you'd like to interact with the show or me, uh, you can text or leave a message at this number. 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. And three times makes it official. 360 360- 818-4513. You can also go to my website, fairlyspiritual.org, and find past podcasts, uh, the ability to buy my book, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church, and an, abil- an ability to keep this show on the air uh, to support us by giving a donation. On today's show, I want to talk about who is forming our voice. But before that, I just want to complain about the weather. What's the deal with the snow? I know in the Northwest, uh, this principle is true. God created the weather so we'd have something to talk about other than politics, and I am tired of the snow. That's my snow rant. I feel like I have the right to say it as a Northwest boy. It's just enough. You know, the first snow was great, but enough already. Uh, Sorry if that's controversial to pro-snow people, but I'm pro-snow to a point, and then I become anti-snow. So I want to talk about this. What is forming you? What is forming your voice, what you talk about, what you say? Uh, We live in an outrage culture. Uh, Are you outraged by that statement? I hope not, but that's what we live in. We live in a culture that's very reactionary, um, that there are trending topics. If you're on social media, and you don't even have to be on social media with this, but if you're on the internet in any level, there are these trending topics of outrage. And they might be important topics. They might be things we need to address. But the way we address these things are often just reactionary. And I want to look at today what is informing our reactions. Why are we reacting the way we're reacting? Who is leading us? Who are we worshiping? Uh, I was looking. I've been looking at Acts a bit with our church, and uh, this this just stuck out to me. And uh, if you have your Bibles. Uh, or you have your iPhone, or your tablet, or you're in the car, uh, maybe pull over right now. Well, maybe don't pull over, but I'd love it if you could read this along with me. Uh, so it's in Acts 4. We have the disciples are being uh, you know, accused of basically being rebel rousers. Um, it, it says that uh, the leaders were frustrated that they were proclaiming 
uh, it, they were speaking of Jesus, that in Jesus there's a resurrection, and the fact that they were even just teaching people made the Sadducees upset. And uh, you, you get uh, Peter and John are arrested, and they're brought before uh, the religious leaders, and basically the leaders say uh, they know that these men have power and there's a group that's supporting them. They're basically saying, well, we really can't do much to you right now because it's going to cause an uproar, but we don't want you to speak in the name of Jesus anymore. We're, we're not going to keep you in jail. We're not going to crucify you. We're not going to harm you. But just don't speak in the name of Jesus. And in that context, here is the answer uh, that Peter and John give. And this is 4.18. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. These are the religious leaders, uh, those who controlled the temple at the time. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. That just stuck out with me. They say, I don't, I don't know. You know, you guys got to do what you guys got to do. But we have to speak about what we've witnessed, what we've seen what we've heard. And this is such a powerful theme in the book of Acts. Uh, you look at the beginning when the disciples are told to wait uh, so that they're clothed with power from on high. Uh, you have this same image here, and it's in Acts 1, 18, where Jesus says, wait to be clothed with power. And he says, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, when we say the word witnesses, so often we think, oh, that means you're going to go out and you're going to share the gospel message. You know, we need to be good witnesses. You need to be good at, you know, saying what the gospel is and who Jesus is. But that's not the way witness is being used in this context. Witness in this context is like a legal term where uh, if I saw a murder, uh, I'm a witness to that. And it's not because someone told me about the murder by the way, this is getting kind of graphic. I have not seen a murder, but this is hypothetical. Like It's not someone told me about the murder. I actually saw it. I witnessed it. And so to be a witness of a murder is that you experienced it. You saw it. You know what has happened. You were in the room, or at least you're around the corner looking at what has happened. So when Jesus is saying, be clothed with power from on high so that you can be witnesses, it's this, like, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I, I'm not going to ascend to the Father and just leave you. But after my ascension, I'm going to come to you through the Holy Spirit, and you're going to witness me. Just as right now you're hearing me talk, and you, you've walked with me, and you've seen these miracles, and you've conducted miracles as well in my name, you're going to still be able to do that. Because I'm going to pour out the Holy Spirit, and you're not going to be alone. You're going to witness me. And, and that, that context is even more powerful because he says, you're going to witness me in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And often people present this as a missionary text. We need to first talk about Jesus in Samaria, and we first need then talk about Jesus in Judea, or actually I went in reverse order there, but in Jerusalem. And we, we need to first witness in our hometown, and then in our state, and then in our nation, and then in the world. I don't believe that's what Jesus is saying. What Jesus is saying is wherever you are scattered— you're going to find me, which is what happens in the Acts church because they are scattered to these destinations that he's telling them, hey, you need to be clothed with power from on high 
because you need to find me wherever you go. So when persecution occurs in Jerusalem, you need to find me in all of Judea, in all of Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And and that's the passage. The, The concept is we need the Holy Spirit in us so that we can witness Jesus on a daily basis, not just witness Jesus in Scripture, not just witness Jesus through someone giving a good message that reminds us of what Jesus has done, but we actually need the resurrected presence of Jesus to be speaking to us and leading us on a daily basis. We need to witness Jesus, so much so that if persecution comes and we're cast out of Jerusalem or out of our comfort zone or out of the places that we normally thought we'd find Jesus, we're going to find him wherever we go. We're going to find him in the middle of a jail cell if we're persecuted. We're going to find him in the middle of nowhere. Nothing will separate us from the love of God and the presence of God through the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Now, why is this so important? Well, this is what the disciples are saying. Um, People, they're doing these miracles, and even the religious leaders can tell by their miracles that these men and women have been with Jesus. These, These people clearly have been with Jesus, and they're not just talking about the past. It's that right now, Jesus is with the church. In the book of Acts, it's a story that Jesus is still moving. Acts starts out with, you know, my first book in Luke, I talked, I talked about what Jesus began to do and teach. Well, he uses the word began because Jesus continues to teach and move and transform the world in the book of Acts. Although he's ascended to the Father, he does this through the working of the Holy Spirit. And so clearly the people see that Jesus is speaking to these disciples who are doing amazing things, that Jesus is with them and they are with Jesus. The same things that we tried to wipe out when we crucified Jesus, they're still going on. But now they're going on through these disciples. We're seeing Jesus in each of these disciples and we're witnessing Jesus through their actions. So then they come to the disciples. They come to John and Peter and they're they're like, we won't persecute you too much. We won't leave you in jail but you you can't speak about Jesus anymore. You just have to stop talking about him. And the disciples' response is, is so great. They're, they're like, well, you know, whatever you think you need to do, that's between you and God. But we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And that's not just the past, it's the present. Like Jesus is moving right now, so we're going to say what he says. And we're going to do what he does. We cannot stop speaking. Now, why do I bring this up? Because when I look at the American church, I often look at how we're talking and how we're interacting and how we're speaking. And I don't think it's motivated by Jesus. I think it's motivated by Christian celebrities. I think it's motivated by politicians. I think it's motivated by something far different. We're going to get into that after the break. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. This is The Fairly Spiritual Show, and I'm so glad you take your time to listen. Uh, If you'd like uh, to catch the regular podcast that occurs on Wednesday, then go to iTunes and subscribe to The Fairly Spiritual Show. You can also subscribe on SoundCloud. If you go to my website, fairlyspiritual.org, you'll find out more information about how to subscribe. You'll also see uh, different blogs and past posts and shows, and uh, you'll be able to see how to pick up my book, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor. And for this radio broadcast, you'll also be able to donate to keep us on the air. 
please pray about that and give. Every amount matters. $25, $50, $1,000, it all matters, and it will keep us on this radio station and maybe to expand to others. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Okay, so uh, by the way, you can text the show at any time, 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513. So if you just join me, I talked about in Acts, we have this, this beautiful picture of the reason we need to yield to the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit helps us witness Jesus, not, not witness as in I'm going to proclaim about Jesus or talk about Jesus, although that's true, we, we will proclaim and talk about Jesus, but witness as we see Jesus. We experience Jesus. So we need the Holy Spirit to experience God, to know God, to to help when we're reading the Bible, to understand what God is saying to us and how he's speaking to us. We do that through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And we see this, that, that Jesus says, before you go out anywhere, be clothed with power from on high, receive the Holy Spirit, so that when you're scattered from Jerusalem, you'll be able to witness me, whether you're in Samaria whether you're in any area of Judea, whether you're at the ends of the earth. And by the way, that's where we are too. Uh, we're getting closer to the end. All, history always is. But here's the good news. Regardless of what's happening around us, we can witness Jesus right where you are. God is speaking to you. You can witness him. You can have a spiritual encounter where you can know in part God's will for your life and next steps for your life. You can be spirit-led, not just led by rules and laws and regulations, not just led by your favorite you know, Christian radio program, but led by Jesus through the empowering of the Holy Spirit. This is good news. Now, I brought this up in the context for application for today that I often am greatly troubled by the witness I see of other Christians in social media, online, in our popular culture. Because when I hear them speak and when I see them act, I frequently don't hear Jesus. I just don't hear Jesus. I realize that the words they're saying are not being formed by the Holy Spirit. And I know that's a very strong statement, but that's the only way I can say it, really. I hear them speak, and what they're speaking and the way they're speaking, it doesn't sound like Jesus. However, it does sound like other people. It does sound like Rush Limbaugh or... Laura Ingram. It does sound like even an, another popular pastor's voice, or it just sounds like someone else, but not Jesus. The way it's being said, the tone, the spirit, the way argumentation occurs, it just sounds like the world. And that troubles me because our voice is supposed to be being formed by the Holy Spirit so that when we speak, we sound different from the world. Now, everyone has a right to their opinion. Everyone can certainly express their opinion, and they're going to express their opinion in their own way and in what they've yielded to. But there's something greatly troubling to me that for some Christians, they express the same opinions and in the same manner as people who do not follow Christ. And in fact, they allow people who do not follow Christ to set their opinions and to set their agenda and to set how they speak. As the church, we are to follow Jesus, right? We don't just follow, we don't follow an earthly king. 
we don't just do what our political party says or how they talk or how our political party's leaders talk. We follow Jesus. And in every season of the church, whoever is in power, whoever has control, whoever our president is, whoever our senators are, whoever our representatives are, whoever our pastor is, we are to speak in a manner that reflects the voice of Jesus. We are to have an attitude that looks like Jesus, and therefore we will look radically different because the scripture is pretty clear. If you have not surrendered and yielded to Jesus, you're dead in your sins, and your spirit, there's a difference between a spirit of someone who's not serving God and someone who is serving God. And so things should look radically different. I should be able to not just have to look at your profile and say, well, his profile says he's a Christian, but the way he's talking sounds just like a pagan. He sounds just like whoever you want to pick, someone who's not following God, someone who does not read their Bible, someone who does not go to church, someone who clearly does not, does not demonstrate any of the fruit of the Spirit or even an understanding of the basic principles of the kingdom of God, someone who does not pursue relationship with Jesus, and I see that Christian online or in social media acting more like the voice of the person who knows nothing of Jesus than sounding like Jesus. The fact that there's not even a separate witness of Christianity outside of our political, angry, divisive dialogue is troubling. For instance, if you're a Christian Republican or you're a Christian Democrat, your spirit is still going to be radically different than your non-Christian Republicans and your non-Christian Democrats. It's going to be radically different. I will be able to tell that you are serving someone else than your party, than your president, than your senator, than your congressperson. I'll be able to tell that you've been with Jesus that you're witnessing Jesus. And because you're witnessing Jesus and listening to Jesus more than anyone else, I hear Jesus. The disciples had authority because they were praying and reading the word and yielding to the Holy Spirit and immersed with God's presence so that when they spoke, when they acted, they were acting and speaking as mouthpieces, as prophetic instruments of the Holy Spirit. They sounded like Jesus. They looked like Jesus. They produced Jesus' fruit. When they acted, when they did anything, people thought more of Jesus. And in fact, they didn't just think more of Jesus. They turned their lives to Jesus. But we live in a culture where there are many Christians who are spending most of their energy not listening to the Word of God, not yielding to prayer, not yielding to the Spirit, but listening to a political pundit, listening to their favorite angry radio show, listening even to their favorite Christian celebrity, and their voices sound just like that Christian celebrity instead of Jesus. Because I'll tell you, uh, for me, like even if you like this show, if you only found God through what I say, then your witness is going to be corrupted because there's things in my life that aren't in a good place, that I'm still being molded into the image of Christ. But if you just speak like Doug and talk like Doug and focus in on what Doug wants you to focus in on, then you're not serving God. You're serving me. And people won't find God as much as they might find me. This is the danger of having our spirituality locked into, well, it's, 
It's that pastor and it's that Christian celebrity. It's that politician. It's that leader that I follow. And the way they talk is the way I talk. And the way they live is the way I live. But it's deeper than that because most of us don't say that. Well, I'm just going to act like this person. But if you are spending most of your time being fed by non-Christian people, if you're being fed by a spirit that is anti-Christ, you will reflect that spirit. If you spend hours and hours listening to content that has no bearing on the purpose of the kingdom, it has a lot of political bearing, it has a lot of you know partisan bearing, but it's not led by relationship with Jesus. When you speak and you act, people will not see Jesus. They'll see partisanship, they'll see party, they'll see celebrity, they'll see earthly expressions. It's important what we focus in on, because the disciples say this so well. They're, when they're told not to speak of Jesus, they're like, this is, this is impossible. We have to speak of what we've experienced. In Acts 4.20, they say, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. They're like, we see and hear Jesus all the time. That's what we do. The disciples so much needed to see and hear Jesus, needed to pray and preach the word, that when conflicts occurred in the early Acts church about feeding widows and taking care of the administration of of, of how we're going to help the poor, they had to create a new category of deacons to take care of that problem because the disciples were like, we need to spend our time praying together and preaching the word because we need to spend time seeing Jesus, hearing Jesus. It matters what you focus in on. And if you spend all your time just listening to Fox or listening to CNN or listening to MSNBC and, and, and your favorite pundit and you're just feeding on that and then that's what you're spewing out, even if you don't intend to, you will become an expression of those people. And if those people aren't serving the Lord, then you're no longer becoming an emanation of the kingdom of God. When you see Jesus, when you spend time with Jesus, you start being about the work of Jesus. But if you spend your time with angry political partisanship, then your voice becomes angry political partisanship. And if you spend all your time with Christian celebrity, then your voice becomes Christian celebrity. It can even be like your favorite local church, and it's just, you know, whatever a pastor says, what I believe, that's dangerous. We are called to spend time with Jesus. And as we yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit, we begin to express the kingdom of God. It's such a powerful principle that what you consume, what you spend your time focusing in on, you're going to reflect that. You're going to teach it, and you're going to speak it, and you're going to live it. This is the great, the question of our age. If your witness looks exactly the same as a non-Christian in the way you talk about anything, like as Christians, we should talk radically different about politics than non-Christians talk about politics. We should be radically different in how we talk about social issues than non-Christians, and not just our point of view of what's right or wrong, but the way we speak, the way we communicate, the way we love. But the only way we can do that is if we're spending time with Jesus. But if we're letting other people set the agenda, we'll sound just like them. 
And no wonder people wouldn't want our faith. They say, why would I want your faith? Your behavior is just like the non-Christian. You're just as angry as the non-Christian. You're just as divisive as the non-Christian. You're just as partisan as the non-Christian. Why why would I even follow you if there's no transformation of your being when you're with Christ? Being is transformed when we are being with Christ. I want to look at this more. Because I can feed on so many things, and I can feed on entertainment, and I can feed on watching the Mariners, or whatever it is. And if I'm feeding on these things, the way I live my life, and the way I talk, and the way I express things is going to look like what I've been feeding on, who I've been spending my time with. I'm going to try to spend more time with Jesus, to surrender to the Holy Spirit, and to contend for a witness that is radically different than the world. We should look radically different every area of our life. It's not just about our ideology. It's about our spirit. And to have a different spirit, we must yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit to help us witness Christ on a daily basis. Thanks for listening. All right, if you would like to give feedback to the show, you can text me at 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513. If this show resonated with your heart and you're like, there needs to be more of this on Christian radio, then I need you to support us. Go to fairlyspiritual.org and donate to keep us on the air. Make room for the Lord. He knows you by name and he loves you dearly. Subscribe to this podcast if you can, but if you can't, I'll see you next week. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.